As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to today's edition of Reflection on the Word with Richard Kay. I'm Chuck Christie, and today we are asking you to spend a few moments of your time with us each day as Richard shares from God's Word with notes, quotes, and stories, along with some of his own personal experiences, to confirm for you God's great love for us, that His compassion for us never fails, and that He has a great faithfulness toward us in every regard. Now, if you miss a portion of today's broadcast or would like to recommend it to a friend, You can hear this program anytime online at talknetworkradio.com. Well, now here's Richard with today's reflection. So those who were scattered went on their way, proclaiming the message of good news. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and preached the Messiah to them. The crowds paid attention with one mind to what Philip said, as they heard and saw the signs he was performing. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. From the book of Acts, chapter 8, beginning in verse 4, continued through verse 8. Yesterday we talked about the reason for the understanding of the working of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. The one thing that seems to be paramount in every example is that there are really 
two functions of the Holy Spirit in a believer. The first is the function of sealing. If you will, it is the function of proving that the believer has received Jesus as Lord and is awaiting their inheritance eternally. Regardless of what may take place in the temporal phase of their life, their inheritance that they are sealed for is eternity with Christ. And so the work of the Spirit is to perform that sealing to make sure that the believer understands who they are and who paid the price for them. But then there is a significant work of the Holy Spirit that we have also been discussing. And that is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Reading from Andrew Murray's writing, Experiencing the Holy Spirit, one of the questions that he asked is, where do we stand as the church today in modern society? He offers this as a means of reflection. There are disciples of Christ who know little or nothing of this conscious indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It is of the utmost importance to understand this statement. The more fully we come under the conviction of its truth, the better we will understand the condition of the church in our own time and be enabled to discover where we really stand. The condition referred to becomes very plain when we consider what took place at Samaria. Philip, the evangelist, had preached there. Many had been led to believe in Jesus and were baptized into his name, and there was great joy in that city. When the apostles heard this news, they sent down Peter and John, who, when they came to Samaria, prayed that these new converts might receive the Holy Spirit. This gift was something quite different from the working of the Spirit that led them to conversion, faith, and joy in Jesus as a Savior. It was something higher, for now, from heaven and by the glorified Lord himself, the Holy Spirit was imparted in power with his abiding indwelling to consecrate and fill their hearts. In this new experience had not been given, the Samaritan disciples would still have been Christians, but they would have remained weak. Thus, it is that in our own days, there are still many Christians who know nothing of this gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, there is a longing within the body of Christ to know Jesus in his working of the miracles that he performed 
the healing that he performed, the deliverance that he performed. In other words, to know the works that Jesus did. Because Jesus said in John chapter 14, in beginning in verse 12, he said, greater works than these will you do because I go to my father. And he was saying this because he was going to send the Holy Spirit who would empower them to do the work that he had proclaimed. Going back to this uh, situation in Samaria, I want us to see some significant things. First, there was in the city of Samaria a man named Simon. He had previously practiced sorcery in that city and astounded the Samaritan people while claiming to be somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least of them to the greatest, and they said, This man is called the great power of God. They were attentive to him because he had astounded them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then even Simon himself believed. And after he was baptized, he went around constantly with Philip and was astounded as he observed the signs and great miracles that were being performed. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had welcomed God's message, they sent Peter and John to them. After they went down there, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet come down on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Listen, when Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power too, so that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter told him, May your silver be destroyed with you, because you thought the gift of God could be obtained with money. You have no part or share in this matter, because your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that the intent of your heart may be forgiven. For I see you are poisoned by the bitterness and bound by iniquity. And Simon pleaded, Please pray that the Lord will do what you said, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. And then after they had testified and spoken the message of the Lord, they traveled back to Jerusalem, evangelizing many villages of the Samaritans. It's very interesting that in this particular passage, 
we find the significance of Philip's preaching. Now, I want you to understand what we just read in the book of Acts, beginning in chapter 8, as we saw in verse 4 and following. What had taken place was that Philip departed Jerusalem, and he was sent to Samaria. While he was in Samaria, notice what was happening. He was preaching the good news that Jesus was the Messiah. But he was also performing miraculous works, confirming his message. You see, there was one thing to preach the word. There was another thing for God to demonstrate his life-giving power through the working of the Holy Spirit. In Philip's case, what you saw were that there were many who had unclean spirits. They cried out with a loud voice, and they came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And so there was great joy in that city. Now, I want you to understand that this was something that was normal for the working of ministry. In other words, Philip was able to do the works that he did, not to bring any attention to himself. Unlike Simon, the sorcerer, who had brought attention to himself and tried to manipulate the people with his sorceries, Philip was simply proclaiming the power of God, demonstrating it by delivering those who were possessed of the devil and healing many who were afflicted. If you can see this, you recognize hand in hand the preaching of the gospel and the demonstration of the power of God. And so we see that in this example, which is only one of many, there was a need for those who believe, because they did believe. They were Christians. They believed in the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to ask you a question. It says that the Holy Spirit had not come down on them, and yet they were believers. How did they have faith to believe if the Holy Spirit was not able to draw them, convict them, seal them for the day of redemption? You see, they were believers in the Lord Jesus. They had already received the life-giving repentance of the Lord Jesus' sacrifice. But the empowerment came through the laying on of the apostles' hands. In this particular example, Peter and John heard the news that in Samaria, those believers were ready to receive power to continue to do the works of ministry. In other words, it was not supposed to be contained by just a few, because these believers were also used 
to further spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus throughout all of Samaria and surrounding regions. It is interesting to note that throughout all of the scriptural representations, one of the things that is so obvious is that along with the preaching came the demonstration of power. Richard will be right back in a moment to wrap up. But if you just joined us, you've been listening to Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay. You can hear this message in its entirety again online, as well as Richard's entire archive at talknetworkradio.com. We would like to acknowledge our theme song, How Great Is Thy Faithfulness, from the America's 25 Favorite Hymns album. Unless otherwise expressed, scriptures are read from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is published by Holman Bible Publishers in Nashville, Tennessee. Additional resources used for Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay include Great is Thy Faithfulness by Our Daily Bread and printed by Discovery House Publishers. Again, here is Richard to wrap up today's message. Today, in the church, there is much preaching and a lot of educated teaching, but there is a lack of the power being manifested in the body of Christ. Should it be that way? The Bible says no. You should be full of the Holy Spirit. As a believer, to do the works that God has prepared you for, regardless of what your particular calling may be, you must have the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we find constantly this crying out for the power of the Holy Spirit. So much so that there are those who are willing to pay to receive that power. And yet the Holy Spirit gives it freely to those who will submit and surrender all of their will to him. When you notice that the working of the Spirit comes to believers so they can complete the work of ministry, think about where you stand in ministry today. Do you also experience the working of the power of the Holy Spirit? Are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit evident in your life? If not, then seek God for the fullness of the Spirit. We're encouraged to go to Him and ask Him for the fullness of the Spirit. Regardless of where you may be, the fullness of the Spirit is for you and for I as believers. And that is today's Reflection on the Word. Thank you, Richard. Join us again tomorrow when we continue with the next edition of Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay. For Richard and the entire team, this is Chuck Christie saying thanks for listening to this edition of Reflections on the Word.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.